of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Let us pray. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor, we thank you for the privilege of coming on this platform one more time to praise, to worship, and to fellowship with your spirit. Thank you for your kindness. Indeed, you are the most gracious. Never tired of giving. This morning, Father, satisfy every genuine seeker in the name of Jesus. Let your word come with power. Let them precisely meet the needs of people. Let lives change for good. And above all, let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You see, this morning I want us to take a scripture from Paul's epistle to the Ephesians in chapter 5. There's a beautiful passage there that never stops to minister to me every time I read it. I'll read from verse 15 and I'll read through to verse 20. It says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunken with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in Psalms, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Amplified Version says, Look carefully then how you walk, live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible intelligent people making the very most of the time buying up each opportunity because the days are evil therefore do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the lord is and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery but ever be filled and stimulated with the holy spirit Speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise with voices and instruments, and making melody with all your heart to the Lord. Verse 20. At all times and for everything, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Paraphrasing what we read, your life is a gift, a gift from God, and how you handle this gift will determine your outcome here. And of course, the outcome of your eternity. Life is just a little fraction of eternity given to you to contribute to what your future eternity will be. And that's why it is said that, you see, the dash between the date of birth and date of death, usually that we find on tombstones, defines the entire life of a man. And of course, affects eternity future. So like I said, it's a gift. And what I see this passage saying and doing is this. How do you handle this gift? Now, to handle the gift, I think the first thing is you want to get conversant with the giver. Yep. He 
If somebody gives you something today, the worth of that thing is measured by the person giving it, his motive, and then of course, the quality of that stuff vis-a-vis similar things around. But usually, even if it is not as expensive, where it's coming from will tell me a lot about it. And what this passage is saying is this. Your life is not just a gift. You can make the best out of it, no matter how desperate the time may be, by doing certain things. You'll agree with me. Even as the Message Bible will say of this passage, say, these are desperate times. As a matter of fact, I'm tagging this one, desperate times. What does the passage suggest? What have we read? What can we really bring out of what God is telling us here? How do we excel at a time like this? Or any time for that matter? This is number one. You'll be a wise person to seek out the will of God. It's like somebody giving me the latest Porsche, for example, with all new gadgets. Probably the latest Porsche is the type that can drive on water. Okay? And all I do is just jump into it and drive. You know, I will mess it up. I have to go back and read the manual and see what is different. Learn how to better operate it. Now, what we're getting here is that your life is a gift. All of life, as a matter of fact, is a gift. The truth is that there's nothing we brought here. There's nothing we're taking away. We're just here making stuff and making the best of them, multiplying them to enhance our development, to enhance our exploits as it were. At the end, hey, haven't achieved all we need to We drop it for some other people to use. That's it. And then we're gone. And what you have done, we come to affect the rest of our eternity. That's just the way it is. So they say now that, look, you can make the best of it, regardless of what the times may be. And how do you do that? Begin first. Know the will of God. It calls it wisdom. Know the will of the maker. Know the will of the giver. Know the motive of the giver. So that in deploying this gift and enjoying this gift, you'll be making glad the heart of the giver. That's exactly what he's saying. What does that translate to? Remember, the will of the giver? It's his word. Glory be to God in the highest. I'm coming back to talk on that. The second thing you see that he expects us to do here is watch your habits. Say, really? Say, hey, do not be unwise, but be wise to know the will of the giver. Number two, do not be drunken with wine wherein there's dissipation, but be filled with the spirit, speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So, Everything is saying, just two things he's asking us to do. Know the heart of God and watch your habits. That's all. And you agree with me that really, when it comes to habits, hey, the whole of life is habit. We have different routines which have formed habits for us. And that's how our lives are defined. That's why some weeks back we were looking at the habits of meditation. Why would God be insisting that Joshua cultivate the habit of meditating on his word, his will? Why would the psalmist in Psalm 1 say, you are created blessed? But look, your habits will determine how much of these blessings you appropriate and you manifest in your lifetime. And Paul will write to Timothy, say, hey, cultivate this habit so that, look, your progress, you don't need to show off. Your progress will be evident to all. Habit of meditation. So the will of God and your habits is what you need to take care of at times like this, when the days are evil when the times are described as desperate. Let me go back to the will of God. Let me pick it from that Psalm 1. The first verse is blessed. So you are blessed. I am blessed. We are created blessed. We are created with a clean slate of life before us. But certain things begin to affect us. And what Psalm 1 says, particularly your company, 
your company determines your habit. And what does he say? Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, who does not stand in the way of sinners, who does not sit in the seat of discomfort, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And therein he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in a season. It doesn't matter whether the times are desperate or not. His leaves also will not wither. Whatever he does, he shall prosper. Somebody says, this man will not even know drought when he comes. Why? Because he's particular about the will of God for his life and for the season, that season of his life. And look at what he says, like a tree planted by the rivers of water. In the book of Joshua, he said, Joshua, you give in to meditating on this law. Don't let it depart out of your mouth. Meditate day and night. You will make your way prosperous and have good success. What with the desperate times? Seek the will of God for your life, for now. Make it your priority. Don't just do what everybody's doing. So the first thing is say, look, know the will of the Lord. Get into the word. Number two, watch your habit. We have habit here. See, even meditating on the word, like we have said, is a habit. Now, look at this. It's either you are controlled by wine or you are controlled by the spirit. And the third thing is, I say, look, don't you be filled with wine. It is debauchery, but ever be filled. Be constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. One verse says, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Let there be no time that you are caught hands down where something else is taking charge of your life. It's about control here. You are created and given control of your life. You are created with dominion. Will you now yield that control and dominion to the elements of this world because you are going through desperate times? Because for a lot of people, the only way they douse their worries and their fears is to get drunk. And they become habitual drinkers. And finally, addicted drinkers. You see, God does not wish for anybody to be addicted to anything. Addiction is when it becomes a compulsion. I mean, you are driven by it. Your life depends on it. Now, you are created to control everything created. Let nothing created now become the controller of your life. Some, because of the pressure, they give it to drugs. They lose their minds. People created to be presidents. People created to be chief executive officers of multinational conglomerates. They crash out, struggling, because they are being compelled and being controlled and being driven by some spirits. Because the truth is this, behind every habit, there's a controlling spirit. And that's why you should not let a habit ever become an addiction. Some given to hopelessness, despondency. They don't see anything good coming out of them or getting out of where they were and they couldn't see anything good in their future because of the current problems. And so what they want to do? Out. Suicide. And Jesus rightly said it. He said, look, what a man is filled with will control the man. I'm explaining this to say, well, you should be ever filled with the Spirit. It says, two things you need to do. Know the heart of the Father and be filled with the Spirit. Really, if you really get into the world, you know that He wants you to be filled with the Spirit constantly too. People get so angry that they are filled with rage and they cause a lot of havoc. 
Some are filled with jealousy because they just don't believe that God can do anything for them. They are busy comparing themselves with other people instead of come on, facing God, get into His Word and be filled with the Spirit. You see yourself doing exploits. No. So they are filled with jealousy. Some people are filled with jealousy, filled with rage, filled with anger, filled with fornication, filled with adultery, filled with lust, lust for power, lust for fame. But things don't have to be so. You can still be the best that God has made you to be. Your life can be a blessing to generations and your life can bring glory to God. No matter how tough the times and the periods may be. So you see, God always have a better way out. Always. It's like saying, if you must get addicted, I'm using a bad word in a good sense, why not get addicted on the Holy Ghost and see your life take a minute be constantly filled with the Spirit. It's the instruction there that will beat any terrible season of your life. That will deliver and uphold and promote to bring out the best from what is seemingly the worst. Make more meaning of the scripture that says all things working together for our good. And remember, seek his will. The Bible says that's the wisdom of God in trying times. And number two, be filled constantly with the Spirit. I have examples of quite a number of people who were filled with the Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible said they were filled, they knew where they were, and them all were filled with the Spirit. And that was the beginning of their boldness and, of course, the exploits which up until today we are still seeing. Remember when Jesus said to them that they should tarry until they were endued with power? These were people who were fearful, they were so scared, but when the Spirit came, the people they were scared of became scared of them. And I say the same thing to you in the name of Jesus. Those who have been scaring you will become scared of you in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the hand of God will be very evident on you like never before. Remember, seek the will of God. Be filled with the Spirit. Not with wine. Not with anger. Not with fear. In Acts 4 verse 31, they were threatened. They were arrested, thrown into prison. Miraculously, they came out. They were threatened and they were told never to preach in the name of Jesus. The Bible said they went to their own company, reported what has happened, and then they got into the word. Can you say it? Threatened, then they got into the word. And the Bible said the place where they were praying shook violently and they were filled with the Spirit. And guess what? The very petition they took to God was give us boldness. The Bible said they were filled with boldness and they went everywhere declaring the word of God. With great power they were doing it and great grace was upon them. In Acts 7.55, oh, it was a terrible time for the church. They were taking them and killing them. They arrested Stephen. And in the truth of death, he was battered, he was stoned. I mean, just before he gave, he said his face glowed with glory. So much so that his persecutors were staggered. And the Bible said, he was filled with the Spirit and gazed into heaven and he said, I can see the glory of God. And the Son of God sitting at the right hand of God the Father. He saw Jesus in his glory and his splendor. Even in the time of crisis, even when he was being killed. Maybe you say all these are in the New Testament. What about Exodus 31, 3? This was a time when God gave Moses an assignment. And when he told him, categorically, you must build according to pattern, the details were numerous, incredibly so. The intricacies of every little thing was amazing. I'm sure Moses was thinking, well, at that point, God said to him in verse 2, he says, see, I have called by name Bezalel, 
son of Uri, the son of On, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Are you getting the gist? Is there any part of your life where you're beginning to get worried or confused? Two things you need to do. Seek the heart of the Father and be filled with the Spirit. At that point, the problem was solved. Moses knew that this was, as far as the project was concerned, concluded. Once the Spirit of God can be spotted, you can be sure you will finish well. So I'm saying to someone here today, in spite of what you have gone through, in spite of what you are going through, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will finish well. The same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is available today. And you know the interesting thing? He dwells within the believer. I mean, inside you. The Bible says our bodies are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, the same power. So need to be conscious of the Spirit and get filled over and over again. I'm sure somebody is saying, now I get you, Pastor Taiwo. How do I get filled again and again? Number one, you've got to be born again. And number two, you must desire to be filled. In the Pentecostal circle, we glibly call it being baptized with the Holy Spirit. So we pray. Sometimes we lay hands, sometimes we don't. But because we are asking, we get. So the first thing, don't give your life. Number two, ask for him to fill you. Say from who? Talk to the Holy Ghost. Say, fill me, he will. Or as the Father. Look in chapter 11, verse 13. He says, if you who are human know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them who are asking? Ask. Now that you know that it's available, ask. And don't forget. The more you get into the world, the more you get. Jesus declared in John chapter 6, verse 63, he says, the flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that giveth life. He says, the word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So the word is spirit. So the more you get into the word, the more you are filled with the spirit. As a matter of fact, you find a similar advice in the book of Colossians chapter 3. Here he says, you be being filled with the spirit. There he says, come on, let the word of God richly feel you and the same things will happen and how do you know that this thing is happening to you your words will change look at what he says verse 18 says do not be drunk with wine for that is debauchery but ever be filled and stimulated with the holy spirit 19 says speaking to one another in Psalms, your words will be seasoned your relationships will improve favor will knock on your door and follow you goodness and mercy will go before you and behind you you see the holy ghost is the spirit of creation Remember in John chapter 1, it says in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was nothing made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man. And this light shines in the darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. And that's why no matter how dark your situation may be, this is light. You are coming through in the name of Jesus. So how do you know? He said you'll be speaking in Psalms, hymns, Spiritual songs, see there will be a constant melody in your heart. You talk of counting all joy, even in the face of trials. The result of the Holy Spirit and the Word. And only do one thing, they take you to a conclusive end. You can never go under in the name of Jesus. And look at how this segment ends. Verse 20, and at all times, for everything, giving thanks. Can I see what I mean by, hey, he wants you to handle this gift with care and thanksgiving. The care there is deliberate choices in life. 
is such a special gift. What's the gift? Your very life. And every good thing that God has given you, after a man has nothing except as God has given him something, when you begin to value God in everything you have, you'll be thankful. And you begin to seek more of his will concerning them. Is it your wife? Is it your children? Your siblings? Even your parents? They're all gifts. Is it your very endeavor we are pursuing right now? It's God's gift to you. And all these things can prosper if only you seek God's motive and God's desire in all these things through his word and be filled with the spirit. The very same spirit that created everything. It can cause the earth to grow even in drought. Come on. We make Isaac to prosper in drought. Come on. Can't you see? Really, it's time to walk circumspectly. It's time to live wisely. It's time to seek the face of the Lord. It's time to seek constant infilling of the Holy Spirit and watch God move and watch things fall into place. You are coming out of all the pandemic or whatever it is that you may be going through with a shout of praise in the name of Jesus. Don't forget, seek his heart. Be filled with the Spirit. Please write me. I would like to share in your joy. Because I know that I know that I know that there are testimonies coming out of this in Jesus' name. See, let God be true and every man a liar. Prove him today. Now, remember, you just have to have a relationship with him before you can begin to take him on as to what do you want in this relationship or what do you want with the gift you've given me. And even if you don't have a relationship with me before, the day I give you a gift, you try to reach me to say thank you. So, it begins. So you want to start a meaningful relationship with him? It's simple. Everything starts with prayers. First, I'd like you to pray in your heart. Talk to him. Really? Yeah, he hears you. How do I address him? Father, God, anyhow, go ahead. Just think, I want to be your son. I want to have a relationship with you. Now I know that Jesus died for me. Tell him. And he resurrected for me. And he's made it possible. That's why it's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And through this grace, make me your son. Tell him to cleanse you from your sins. He will never remember them again. Honest. Tell him to use you for his glory. And so shall it be. Father, I thank you for the lives of these men and women who are making this decision today. I ask, Lord, that you will take them on and you use them for your glory henceforth in the name of Jesus. Let the reality of your word that says that when a man is found in Christ, all things are passed away and all things become new. Let that to be a reality in their lives in Jesus' name. Father, I use them for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I nobody would like to pray for anybody who is ill in the body. If you are sick, any part of your body. See, the Bible says where he sends his word and he healed the sick and by his stripes we are healed. So if you just want me to pray with you and you believe, shall we pray? Father, I rebuke the sickness in the body of this woman right now in the name of Jesus. In the body of this man, I rebuke the sickness. Your word says by his stripes you are healed. So I say, rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. Your doctors will find wisdom. Your handlers will find wisdom. Your body will respond to treatment. God will bring you out of that bed of affliction. In the name of Jesus. Please write me. I would like to share your joy. Hallelujah. Let the peace of God reign over your lives. Everyone hearing me. Let the joy of the Lord bubble continuously in your heart and your homes. In Jesus' name. May you always have cause to glorify God and thank his holy name on a daily basis. So until next time, when I come your way again, Keep seeking the face of God. Go after his word. And please, continue to be filled. Ever be filled with the spirit of God. 
you need him. Just like I do. God bless you. Shall we share the grace? We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shomolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.